feeling lost. I think for me, I have everything that I want in my life. So when you get to that point and you're 32 years old, and I think it's because of the things we've talked about previously on the podcast, it's just like we've been sick. We've seen death around us. We realize how important it is to live every day with integrity and intention and passion and purpose. And when you get to the point where you are comfortable and you feel like, wow, I made it to the top of the mountain. Well, what helps me at this point? Well, let's go back to square one. Let's feel like a beginner somewhere. Let's put ourselves in an uncomfortable position that's going to force me to have growth. Welcome back to the Thrive on Life podcast. We're CJ and Aaron Finley, lifelong best friends turned husband and wife that started a brand to inspire others to make the most out of the one life we all get to live. We are on a mission to help others in the pursuit of thriving in all areas of life through community, connection, and the sharing of knowledge. This series of the podcast with us as your hosts will feature unfiltered conversations on topics of life, marriage, parenthood, health, wellness, and what we consider the The art art of of thriving. thriving. Let's dive in. What's up, Thrive Fam? CJ Finley here again with another episode of the Thrive on Life podcast. And tonight's topic with my wife, Erin Finley, is going to be about how suffering can be utilized as a skill. Let's kick it. What are we talking about? You just told him. I know. So we were having a conversation the other day and you were saying how all great stories come from a low point. And... Once you use that lowest point to build up to something, you could either keep going back to that as your low, or if you feel like you've gotten to a place of comfort and contentment with life, to strive further, sometimes you need like a new low to remind yourself of what it feels like to get out of it. Well, what do you mean by low? Like pain. Like, I don't is, know if I'm doing a good job do describing no, this. No, no, you're, you're, let's, let's just dive deep. And I don't know if this is something I've, I'm trying to, it's actually something I'm going to study because I think that there's a certain personality type <laughs> that does this, right? So it's common thread among endurance athletes and people that do like extreme sports and stuff like that, that you understand that pushing yourself to the limits makes you a better person. And you're willing to put yourself through pain to do that, even though showing up is really hard over and over again. And in the moment, it's hard. Making the choice is hard. Doing the thing is hard. Doing the actual event is really hard. But at the end of it, you feel this like, overwhelming sense of achievement and it's addicting and you realize that that is what makes you who you are actually like that builds character more than not doing anything like that but what I mean by pain is that it's in those moments of not wanting to do the thing but doing it anyway or suffering because it's painful and your mind doesn't want to do it anymore but you still persevere There's a quote out there that talks about like pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. So this kind of goes against the whole suffering is a skill. And it makes me think like when 
But you don't you have to view it miles. as suffering. That's a th- Well, that's what I'm diving into. Is just like suffering is a skill because the more that I've suffered, the more pain I've put on myself, the less I view it as actual suffering. But most people would be like, that fucking sucks. That's yeah, like a whole running, bunch of suffering. Running long distance in the Austin heat, 100 degrees plus, and training like that all summer... There's very few people, I mean, Austin's probably a bubble because there's quite a lot of people that have trained through. Yeah, but if you took it in the... But if you were to zoom out, yeah. It's like the 1% of the 1%. People would think it's crazy to do that. And that's because it's like, well, why would you put yourself through that? That is the logical question. Why? And for us, it's not, oh, because we need to stay in shape. It's because we know that mentally doing that makes us stronger and... I feel like it's not just like for me, like I, I feel myself getting mentally stronger every time. I'm not just saying it. I'm not just being like, what's the word? Uh, like a philosopher by reminding myself that like, I actually feel in those moments that I push through those things. Like when I have to do something really uncomfortable at work or in a setting, some other setting, like even giving birth, like that was a new experience, but I was reminding myself of like all those times when I trained and it was really hard. And had I not had those experiences, everything else would feel a lot more overwhelming to me. So would you say that utilizing suffering as a skill brings more peace to life? I think so. Because you, it gives you more perspective, but I wanted to go down this path a little bit because while we were talking well, about that... you didn't that, answer the question. What? You think so. Does suffering bring more peace to life if you utilize it in the right way? Yes, because when I think you can utilize it in the right way, it means that you're shifting your mindset around what it means to suffer. So like we were just saying, we're not viewing suffering as the pain. We're viewing it as... We are going through something and coming out stronger at the end of it. And we are capable. At the end, you're capable. And that shift throughout the duration of whatever the hard thing is and at the end is what brings peace. So two things. I think, so for me, it's not just about suffering. It's about like feeling alive. And then two, it's to escape this world that we live in that makes you believe that the littlest things that are going wrong is suffering when it's not like true true suffering is like the people out there that don't have food. They wake up and they don't have food or they don't have shelter and and they don't have having the self-awareness to know that it's a privilege to consider a run in the heat suffering. Like exactly. Yeah. So when you're out there and I'm thinking like I'm out there, I'm like, yes, I'm getting stronger. I'm reaching my human potential. But then I'm also like thinking about, damn, there's people out there that are enduring this and they don't go back to the AC that I'm about to go to. Yeah. They don't, they don't get, get to bring water the electrolytes and the water light and the water I'm drinking, right? So it forces you to think in that mindset. And that's what I think brings more peace to your life because a good instance is like we travel a lot and the amount of people that get annoyed by a flight or something going wrong or there's, remember that lady that? Uh, yeah, because they <laughs> let the pre-board go. So the, here's a great example of we're sitting, we're standing in line trying to board the flight with like our infant and like the lady that was the flight attendant calling everybody in. I think she just might've had a long day and she was just like, Oh, free for all. And like everybody just started trying to board 
And this lady who had, I don't even know, like the, the pre-pre-check was flipping out on this lady. And then Aaron and I, when we get on board and we like see we're her. We're the one with the infant. And we're just like, whatever. And she's still talking about this like 20 minutes later, once we finally pass her on the flight. And she's sitting there before most of the plane got there, like maybe two minutes later than she would have before, but still complaining about it and using energy and talking to other people in the aisle about it that she's trying to like vent to. And we're sitting there observing this like, wow, a lot of people waste a lot of energy on things that just aren't problems. That is, that is the non-issue. And that's the thing that I wanted to get into because I don't, I don't want to pick on this lady. Maybe she has her own shit going on in her life. But the reality is we have a finite amount of heartbeats and how you choose to spend your energy I believe that if you utilize suffering as a skill, you're going to acknowledge when you're wasting energy in life and spend it in a better way. And that's something that the like running specifically has done for me. And I, I started it because I wanted to spend more time with you. But over the years of doing it, I've realized that I'm starting to be way more picky with how I spend my time because of that suffering I've put in and I've learned like what peace means to me and how I want to spend my energy and who I want to spend it around because I've taken that time to like really understand who myself, who I am as a person. And I think suffering helped me with that. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about running, but I think it really helps me get a lot of clarity on my thoughts as well. And so when I was in my third trimester and I gave up running and even now I've been in a season of less running feel I'm lacking that outlet to get clarity on some things. So for me, well, what this is another question I wanted to bring up because we're mentioning running a lot, but like, what are other ways? Cause I don't want to just be one track minded. Like what are ways that people can sign up for hard things that. I think a hard thing is anything that will make you uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be a physical endeavor. It could be like going to what's, um, what is it called when you stand up? Not comedy, but what is that called? Improv. Improv. That, That's a great point. Yeah. Something like that or Toastmasters, something where you're forced to public speak or anything that is, like I said, going to make Camping you uncomfortable. Camping in the woods. Going somewhere by yourself, like go Taking on a trip, a trip by yourself. Talk, go to a meetup where you know nobody. Meditate. Meditate. <laughs> 20 minutes in a room, no phones, no technology, read a book, 50 pages, no distractions. That's suffering for some people. (laughs) It is. (laughs) That's wild. Put your phone in another room, suffering for some people. Yeah. So, okay, those are good examples. I was talking to Danny Miranda today. I ran into him at Squatch, and he's running the Memphis Marathon with Brett and Harry couple other guys and I was talking to him about it and everybody's training for these different things and I started thinking like what would be a really cool like fun suffer fest together and it I thought back to the relay I did running from LA to San Diego and something that I want to try doing is some type of like overnight camp Mm, mm -hmm. type of run and like maybe there's a race out there like it but how even if there's not like why not do something just There's to do Texas something? There's the Texas Independent Relay. What's that? I'll tell you offline, but... Okay. I well, I thought it was just like 
what if you just got a van and yeah that's what like, it is but you have to RV. follow the map and when i participated in this i didn't do so well for the team because i got lost <laughs> because you I just thought you bailed on it no Isn't i did it, it. i did it when they got to houston i participated <laughs> i think i did like seven miles a leg of seven miles and there's no there. It's not like a normal race where you're with so many people that there's no there's no way you could get lost because you just followed the. Well, it, this goes into my next topic here. Is just like, okay, we were talking about individual suffering, but what happens to the mindset and human psychology when we suffer with other people, and we go through something hard with other people around us, and how has that had an impact on your life? Yeah, I mean, I feel that at work, like. I love being on a team when you have to solve something together, something new, new territory or a challenge. And you're all just working together to figure it out. And then when you figure it out, it's like this celebration. I like, I really like that. And that that's in sports too. And do you believe it gives you a purpose? Makes you feel like you have a purpose. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. That's what it does. And that's where I think a lot of men have mental health issues because growing up, we played sports and you start realizing the older you get, it wasn't about the winning and the losing. Like, I don't really remember any of the wins or any of the losses besides the championship games. But the week over week practicing and suffering together where the coach is like, go run three miles. And you're just building these relationships with other people who are in the pain cave with you. And you don't even realize it. That's the other thing with doing it with other people is just you don't even really realize it. So you signed up for the ultra because and you told me yesterday or the other day that it was because you wanted to feel that pain again. Like you felt like you needed it. So what in your mind was like what was it for you that you were like, I really need something like this to do? And then how have you been viewing that training? Feeling lost, I think for me, I think it's different. One, it's different for everybody. People do things for different reasons. But for me, it's, I have everything that I want in my life. So when you get to that point and you're 32 years old, and I think it's because of the things we've talked about previously on the podcast, it's just like we've been sick. We've seen death around us. We realize how important it is to live every day with integrity and intention and passion and purpose. And when you get to the point where you are comfortable and you feel like, wow, I made it to the top of the mountain, just like we said previously on a episode, well, what helps me at this point? Well, let's go back to square one. Let's feel like a beginner somewhere. Let's put ourselves in an uncomfortable position that's going to force me to have growth. And it's not necessarily that I'm looking for answers. I'm looking to ask better questions. And the only way that those questions are going to come to me is if I do challenging things that I haven't done before, that give me stories and memories and learning lessons because I could fail. Yeah, and I think when you look back on years of your life, these are 
the things that you remember. Like getting through something like this is going to be something that you'll remember for a long time and you'll it'll probably lead to a community of other people that do trail races like that and I think the value that it adds is worth the pain. And even if it's not, my one of my best friends, Jeff, signed up to do it with me. You'll never be able to take that memory of a childhood friend running 31 miles with me through the woods of North Carolina. Nobody will ever be able to take that from me. So I think that's another part of living a life where I'm not just following every little step, like get the job and do the thing and get the white picket fence. It's just like, what are things I could sign up for that when I look back on my life, I'm proud that I even just signed up to do it. Yeah. It's, it's not about even crossing the finish line. And I think so many people out there don't do any of it because they're only focused on the finish line. They're not focused on what are some things that I could do in my life because it adds to my life story. Like I have one fucking life to live yep. and it goes so fast. Like we have an infant right now and he learns something new every day. I think that's another reason I signed up for it is just, I don't have time. I don't have time. I want to run a hundred miler. So I don't have time. That's how I think about it. But I'm also not stupid. I'm not just going to go run a hundred miles. I could, but I'm going to be in a lot of pain, stupid pain. I could injure myself and I have a lot of other variables that I got to take care of as a man that wants to raise a family. So when I reverse engineer, it's like, okay, the first step is 31, then 50, then maybe a hundred K, which is 60 plus, And then a hundred miler. And then maybe more, who knows? Yep. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna limit myself. I'm just going to say what are the stories that I want to say. But I think in my mind, running a hundred miles is a story that I wanna I wanna feel that pain of like, damn, what does it feel like to run a hundred miles within a day? Yeah, that's when I don't have an aspiration to feel. For me, I, I think it'll be more of like But here's the crazy thing. You say that, and this is why this is so different for everybody, is I don't ever want to run a marathon for time. You've mentioned like you want to run a marathon, which is only like if you did it for time and you wanted to hit your goal time, it's like 3.30. That's like 10 times less amount of time than running 100 miles is. So what's your point? So in theory, like the pain would be less, right? Yeah, but like I said, I don't really want, I don't, the way I feel about 100 miles is probably the way anybody feels about, it's probably the way a no, lot of what, people what feel I'm about running in general. The pain is less, but I don't want to do it. Like that's, oh, that's s- more painful to me, even though technically I think the oh, pain why? would be less. Why? Because it's something that doesn't call, it doesn't call my name. I, it just right, doesn't Right, and neither does 100 me. miles for me. It does and not call me. Yeah, and that's what I, I want to get through. Like this, the suffering doesn't have to look, like I think- we're also in a day and an age where an Instagram where people get pulled into doing things that I'm, I'm not saying you should do things. I want you to do things that are challenging, but don't do them because other people are doing them. Yeah. Like how you were inspiring your mom to go rollerblading. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I think the the challenge from this episode is for people to think about what would make them uncomfortable and to do that thing knowing that it will positively positively impact their life in some way. Especially when you look back on your life. It's the things that you force yourself to do that are not directly in line. Like I think it's so natural for us to be like, I'm going to sign up for this because it's going to help me in my job and I'm going to do this because it's going to help me in here. And what about the thing that, that just is kind of like calling you, but you don't actually know. It's not, it doesn't have a direct impact on your job or on anything else. It's just something that you know is going to force you to do something hard and it's going to rewire your brain in some ways and your thinking. So what's that for you? Hmm. A great question. I, I honestly have to probably think on that. I think it would be probably the thing that would be really hard for me that we've been talking about is like the trip, road trip. Why? Why would it be hard? Yeah, why would why would dropping everything to take a trip and see all these cool places. This is interesting psychology right here to see all these cool places and pretty much live a dream for a little bit. How does that fall in line with like suffering? For me? Yeah. Because I do have an attachment to the way I live today. I do. So living a life that isn't, your routine is suffering? Not necessarily. I don't know that it would necessarily, like I think I would get over the suffering part. There would be things that would be very uncomfortable and that's what I'm getting at. That to me is kind of like, like I'll sign up for a hard run. If you want me to do the 100 miles, I'll sign up because I know what it feels like to suffer in that way. But this, what I'm ex giving you an example of is a way that I don't necessarily know what the suffering is. And I think that's another key point of this conversation is that like once you're good on the suffering train, you tend to pick the same types of suffering. But I think to really get the most out of it, you have to pick different types of suffering. Like I should probably also sign up for improv. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the reasons that I picked podcasting as a modality is in my past, Learning how to listen listen was suffering. Remember when you took the hip hop class? <laughs> I miss that actually. I want to do it with my mentor. You were not good. Of course, I was not good. I'm just saying. I'm stiff as a stiff as a brick. <laughs> how well, do you expect me to get? I'd never done hip hop dance before. I'm just gonna go out there and be the best in the room. Like, come on now. No, Corey was great. What 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 would be like the hip hop for me? I mean, you're leaning more into strength training now. I think that's one way where you're like increasing your bandwidth of like what positive suffering is and pain. Like you came in the other night and we're just so jazzed from it. So you, I think you started to see the light in that. And the next thing after that, I think you already mentioned like taking a trip I think for you is just taking a day for yourself. Mm. 
I think that's the most suffering that you could do is <laughs> literally like in this moment. I'm trying to think of like tangible things that you could like. Do that's so funny. Cause I was just listening to someone talk about how like, especially as moms, like her husband was encouraging her to take time for self care and she like didn't even know what to do. Like, and yeah, I, I'm not I talking workout. Yeah, and like workout. That that's just like a non. Like that's just part of my life. Like I, I don't really consider that self care. That's like something I have to do. But like I don't like getting my nails done. I don't. I don't. Yeah, but it's not even that. It goes back to the meditation thing. Like I've never just seen you just like sit still. Just yeah. like pause. I think that's something that you could instill in your own life. Where it's like, you mentioned you like yoga, but even in yoga, you're moving. So it's how can you just pause? So this makes me think, it's just like (laughs) Stefan, who's been a guest on here way back when, very interesting guy, innovative guy, would go on silent retreats. I think 10 days is the longest he's done. Maybe he's done longer, but 10 days. That's suffering. That's a great example. No talking no technology you're just alone no i don't even think you can read i think you just sit there but for there 10 are other days. people around i think he's done it just himself Ooh. in an apartment or something that's some strong or like done it at a retreat yeah. yeah i think they ha- they have retreats like that where where there's other people there yeah that's suffering but that i think how do you integrate that in some way in your life i think it would have massive benefits to your lifestyle. True. Anything else on this topic of conversation? No, I just think it's a good challenge to think about. I'll definitely be thinking more on how I can do the hard things. I think it takes commitment. So I'm committed to something. Let's, let's get you committed to something on here. What is, what is something hard or challenging that you're willing to commit to? We got, I believe, like 80-something days left in a year. What yeah, is I do feel scared. To? I feel scared to committing to the marathon, I will say, because, and this is probably why I should do it, because I feel like I don't know how, like I, I know how to incorporate training into my life. I've done that for many years, but now with being a mom, I don't know what it's going to look like. So maybe that is what I should do. That'll be easy though. As soon as you set the date, we talked about this, like when and what, like pick when. But I also feel like if I never set the date and sign up, like I'm just going to keep pushing it. Yeah. But I'm saying like, if you pick when it is, whatever that is and like what the date is and what the location is, you're forced to solve the equation. You're just going to solve it. It's just like a good instance is like I have the ultra and I, I promised myself I would do 125 miles in September. I got that throat infection and that threw me off a whole week. So the last two days that I could potentially hit this goal, I ran eight miles and I ran 10 miles. I just did what it t- took. But because it was 125 and I could see it, I just did whatever it took and solved the variable. And I think for you, that's, that's all it's going to take. It's just like, if you sign up for something, we'll figure out what the block time off of or, or trade time with each other, or hire a babysitter, whatever, to make sure that you can hit your goal or at least try to hit your goal. Cause it's not always about like, yeah, it's about just showing up to give a good effort to potentially hit the goal Yeah, in our case. 
I think that's another thing that stops people to your exact point is like, if you're a high achiever, you want to do it to your max capacity when you just need to take a step back and just say, I just need to create the constraint of allowing myself to show up and, and work hard. And if I don't hit it, whatever. The process was worth it. You're just going to keep going. That is true. Like, even if you miss the journey to getting to that mess is still growth. Because it's better than doing nothing. It's better than sitting here saying, I wish I would have signed up for that race or mm-hmm. done that meditation retreat. Maybe we'll do it together. <sighs> that's going to be hard. I want to camp. Like, I think that's the challenging thing that we can do. I think like, and we can do the glamping, but I want to do something where we do take a trip and it's just. Can we stay in those nice huts? <laughs> no tech, no, no tech, no agenda. Right. No forced anything. Just wake up and and flow and feel. Yeah. What was your takeaway from this conversation? That I'm actually lacking something on the calendar for me to do that's suffering. I think positive. Suffering. I like that. So we can get something on the calendar for you. I think for me. It's kind of two, two things. Like I need to set a date for something after the ultra. So I told myself I'd give myself a break, but I need to start. That was actually what I was going to say. My last point I wanted to mention is that I think there's, it's important to take a break in between these things, like to have a off seasons. Yeah, so I, I plan on having an off season, but if you just go into an off season with nothing to think about or, or manifest coming out of that, that off season could last six months, and I don't want that to happen. Right. So I'm going to start thinking and pondering and having fun with what it looks like in the spring and summer of next year for my next challenge. I think that's one thing, and then the other thing going back to feeling lost and asking myself questions. I think being a little bit more intentional of what are some of the things that I want to think about when I go through these challenges. I think there's something to be said. You don't just have to willy nilly go into them and see what comes out. You can almost have fun with it and think about like when you're 20 miles in, what's that going to feel like? And kind of create questions yeah, in like your what mind. do you want to feel when you're suffering yeah like what is the positive feeling you want to have or think about or be reminded of when you're feeling that what story suffering? do i want to tell mm-hmm. so when i'm in that moment i think that's a great way to think about it best thing that you can do for us is give us that five star rating and review share this episode with somebody that you think could benefit from and sign up for that challenge start learning how to use your suffering as a skill Turn your pain into progress and thrive on life. This is CJ. This is Aaron. Until next time, thrive on y'all. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive on Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive on Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, 
I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.